All right, man. We having technical difficulties. Dom's aware of the issues we've been having since Thursday. No, not even Thursday. Since Sunday. Uh, football was giving us hell on Sunday. Did it last night when we had the hockey guys after the Rangers beat the Maple Leafs. Now I was doing it again, but we have to talk because this is our last basketball episode of the calendar year. We're going to have this uploaded. Apple Podcasts, Google, and iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Dominic, what's up, bro, man? Sorry for the technical difficulties. You know how this shit goes, man. Like, we're just here just trying to make sense of this, right? What's up, bro? All good, Steve. It, it, it happens. I'm not going to curse. It happens. That's all. Hey, you know what? You, you improvise and you move on. That's all. Right, right. I'm going to give the road trip a, a B. I, I'm happy, man. And that, that it's a B, man. Like, I, I, how could you not give it a B? Uh, it started off rocky. Uh, we were here last Wednesday. Um, that was a bad game uh, versus Utah. And I, you know, sent you that message after the uh, the next day. I said, man, that was that was terrible. But to uh, make up, uh, you know, with Brunson's fifty piece in Phoenix, and then you know the L.A. the Clippers. They, they, listen, they've been playing all right, man. And the, Kawhi did what Kawhi did, did and they kind of put their, you know, stamp on it. But that Monday game versus the Lakers, that really was, you know, the Sippy Cup champs. We beat the Sippy Cup champs, Don. And they came home and, and and took the Nets out, you know, the underhanded Nets. But nonetheless, three and two on the road trip. I'm, I'm I got to put a B on it, man. It's not a, it's not an A, but it, it's a B. It, it could have been an A minus had they beat Utah. But what are your thoughts, man? What's up, man? What's your thoughts on that road trip? Hey, you know what, Steve? The only thing I could say is prior to tonight, we should have been three and one. I could understand the the Clippers. Like you said, they were playing good. They're getting back on track, blah, 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 ABC. We we should have punched Utah in the mouth. I mean, I know it happens. It went against everything we've been talking about, Steve, how we're – having trouble with the above 500 teams and we're beating the sub 500 team. This time we lose to a sub 500 team and then spank two plus 500 teams. Uh, again, you know, stuff happens. I get it. Don't get me wrong. Steve, let's be honest. Two and two now three and two. And I think our next two games are back to back with Milwaukee. I think, I don't know. Ooh. I know we play them back to back. Oh man. Yeah, so it's not over, Steve. We, I think we said it last last week or the week before that. December is going to be, oof, that's going to be the tale, Steve. By, by when this month is over, if we're five games above five hundred, we 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 missed a scathing. So hey, it, it's it, I, we said this. I know I did that. This was probably our roughest month, not just the road trip, but the teams. With I think Steve, after the Lakers, our next ten games were with teams at or above five hundred. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. again, this is this is this is our this has been our mojo, beating up beating up the shitty teams and getting spanked by the winning teams. We we cured that this road trip, but mm-hmm. we we got to keep it going, Steve. This. We got it. It's going to be a rough. What's today's date, Steve? The 20th. 20th. Got 11 more days in this month. <laughs> let's let's get to the new year. Five five games over 500. And I'll, I'll say we win it. I think we're already winning now based on what I see on this roster. Um, oh. We talked about it last week. Todd Gibson 
in a reserve role or, or, or an insurance policy. I don't think we lose anything with Mitch, to be honest with you. I, I think he was more of an offensive liability than anything that we talked about this. Oh, I have said it for months on this show. Like, I think we, you, you're improving. Like, I even look at tonight's game, in particular the transition defense versus the Nets. And Hartenstein and um, Gibson, Taj Gibson, they did things that I don't see Mitch do in transition defense. That is on against the fast break, uh, blocking without fouling. Uh, Mitch, to me, gets more of his blocks in, let's say, half-court sets. You know, in stationary and, and half court offense, uh, the opposing team's half uh, half court offense. Where and, and, and I seen this in key, you know, parts of the game where where the Nets were running, and it's Hartenstein knows how to shield his body and get, you know, come from behind blocks. Or and, and Taj is a savvy veteran. You know, this guy knows how to position himself. He he's not he doesn't he doesn't get into foul trouble. And both of those guys hit free throws. I think the Knicks are just fine. And then also, you know, I'll get onto more of this other stuff. But what are your thoughts on that aspect when it comes to life without Mitch? Steve, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to look it up now. I don't think, except maybe the ass whooping to the Clippers, I don't think we've been out-rebounded. I know we didn't tonight. We didn't against the Lakers. Uh, I, I mean, if, if you're if you're willing, I am Steve. I won't say you. I'm willing to sacrifice two block shots. <laughs> I am. I, I'm willing to sacrifice two block <laughs> shots for the, the ball moving. Yeah. No hack of Mitch. And it's, it's again, it's not a beat Mitch Robinson up. Now it's not that day. I'm just saying, Steve. When you look at every game we play since he's been out, I think the Clippers might be the only game we was out rebounded. See, one of the game, him and Sims together had like 16 rebounds. And we weren't getting that from Mitch. Forgive me for saying it. <laughs> and again, you you brought it up a numerous times. Come on, man. This is 2023, Steve. We're still playing hack a player because he's shooting 30% from the line. We're still doing this in 2023? Mm-hmm. No, come on. No. I, I, Steve, I think me and you said it. I don't think we were going to miss him that much. It makes you go back to what we said. Was that contract valid? Could we have moved on without him? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's the 15 mil a year. Could we have spent that somewhere else? Especially now with, with Quickly's contract coming up. Now we're we're a negative 15 mil. Yeah, I see mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Well, I mean, just. You know, that's that's an, that's something we could keep an eye out on. You guys have been saying that for the last several weeks. But just now seeing what I'm seeing on the court, especially defensively, Hardenstein, he sneakily gets – he he gets blocks. Like, he does, it's not like he doesn't deliver anything defensively. Like, he, he will get some hustle blocks. Uh, Taj will get you a swat here and there. Now, if you want to talk about, okay, what happened to Jericho Sims in the Clipper game on Saturday where – Zubat came in and dunked on him. That was disgusting. Would that had happened on Mitch? I'd probably say no. But outside of that, I mean, the Knicks, as far as the flow of an offense, look at the Laker game. Look at the in the net game in particular since the, uh, that Clipper game where these guys, it feels like to me when Mitch is in there, it's almost like if you watch hockey, you know hockey. Like It, feel, it feels like when he's in the offense, it feels, it feels like four on five. It don't feel like that when Hartenstein's in there. Even Jericho Sims, to an extent, 
running off rub picks, uh, cleaning up the glass. Like, he has more of a motor than Mitch. Then you add Taj to the mix. It, it, you know, I didn't, you know, with Washington cutting him. And, I mean, that was a perfect timing. Like, he's the perfect signing at the time for what we need as far as an insurance policy. I, I'm, and, and then we'll get to the Grimes because Grimes stock off the bench has gone up. I think this is a nice rotation that we got right now. I would like to see how it, it will do against Milwaukee. It's still going to be tough, but I think we're better, a little bit better, not grandly better, but just a little bit better now that we got a nice little rotation with the five out. And then also, and we'll get to the Divincenzo and Grimes because I mean, I, I, who could not see this coming? I mean, I, I did, you know, this, once we signed the defenses, what, what are your thoughts on all that? I, I don't know if it was you or somebody else I was talking to. This probably could, I ain't going to say be the turn of the coin, Steve, but it, it, it could possibly be a savior for Grimes. Because remember, I think we still got him for two more years on his rookie deal. So we, 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 we move him. Without killing Steve, his first two games off the bench, 13 and 19. 13 and 19, first two games coming off the bench. He wasn't doing that as a starter. And again, I felt bad for him because, again, Barrett, Randall, Brunson, that's an average of 60 shots a night. Throwing quickly shots, we're talking 70. Uh, DiVincenzo, maybe 78. It keeps going up, and he seemed to have been the odd man out. But now if you put him with the bench, he's just competing with quickly. He's really just competing with quickly to get shots up, Steve. And I will say this about the Hartenstein-Robinson thing. I think he's more physical than Mitch Robinson. Mm -hmm. I think he's – Steve, who do you think had 13 rebounds tonight without looking? Well, Hartenstein had that. Who had that? No, Josh Hart. Josh, did he? God damn. Okay. <laughs> that, that, makes, that makes me think of all the stuff people said about, forgive me for saying it, OB Toppin. Steve, this guy's still averaging more rebounds than a, than a power forward. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, 13 is a lot for a shooting guard, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's happy to have Steve, it, though. He's 6'5, six, he's six, Steve. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot really? for his two guard. <laughs> That's a lot for a two guard. Oh yeah. See everybody, everybody skimmed over that. But I think some of the smart people, and I ain't saying I'm that smart, Steve. I just kept looking because I'm a numbers guy. I kept looking at how many rebounds he averaged a night. He was averaging four more rebounds than a power forward. I don't even know but what he, it is right now. He, he's always been kind of like that. But when you really yeah. think about the Nets situation, I mean, thirteen is still a lot against any team, whether they've been hurt or oh. not. But it's, uh, it's it's still a lot for a guard. But the net, not, not yeah, listen. I'm happy that Hart did that, and that's great. And, you know, he took advantage of a, a Nets team that's kind of you know the guys. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. is not playing Simmons, so there's a couple of rebound opportunities for a Hart, especially the way you know the, the way they play and shoot up, or chuck up threes. See, that's the thing about. He that's an intangible with Josh Hart in today's NBA because when you shoot a lot of threes, whether it's our team or an opposing team, guards have a better trajectory of where the ball is going to carry mm-hmm. him off the rim. They and he's great at that. That's why he gets so yeah. many damn rebounds. Right, Steve. Check this out. I, I yeah. stand corrected. Him, Josh Hart is six four. 
Uh-huh. DiVincenzo is six four. Yeah, and they got twenty one rebounds tonight. Yeah, that, I mean, they, I mean, they've been doing that. I ain't saying the Nets are like the the, the the seventy Lakers, but they are a professional team. Yeah, they're missing a couple. We we can't go down that road of though they're missing Ben Simmons. You know, really? I mean, no, no, no. I'm just saying the way that roster yeah. is. Well, that roster is more I'm like just, I'm not. I'm just saying that yeah. in jest. Steve. This we've been hearing this story because I don't know if you know. uh R. Jones, the ones that I do the end the paint with. He's a Nets fan. You know, he's talking about Ben Simmons going to be the most improved player. Rodney, most improved player means he has to play. This guy, <laughs> come on. And again, Steve, these, both these dudes, both these dudes are six inches smaller than, than Ben Simmons. Six foot four, Steve, and they're grabbing 13, 8, 9 rebounds a night. Out of here. That's what... This is what I'm gonna stop, Steve, because this is what this is what irked me when everybody was saying what we did. We're gonna stand pat. We're gonna go with the small guy, but they didn't look at these small guys again. Both of these dudes, Steve, at six four, both average more more rebound than a power forward that we once had, playing just a little over the minutes he was getting, and they're getting six to eight more rebounds than this guy. No, see, I think somebody knew what they were doing. Hart and DiVincenzo, they play with hard, Steve. These dudes play hard. They don't know no other way to play. So for them to get, I'll even go low, Steve, six, eight rebounds. That's still great for a 6'4 player. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it's showing you that they're not afraid to hit the board. And again, Steve, we said this last week. How much were we really going to miss, miss Mitchell Robinson? I got nervous. I will say this to you. Why? I got nervous. I got nervous <laughs> when Sims got hurt. I was like, oh, no, no. Shit, Here's dude. the thing, Don. If all the players, like in the eight, nine man rotation, the first person I said we can afford to lose would be Mitch. Because, yes. I mean, we, we have the, I mean, this team actually has good depth. But when it comes to Mitch, like, he, no. like, he doesn't bring nothing offensively. That was my biggest issue. And, you know, that's why you bring up the contract. It's like, I don't want to go through a hack of You can't do that hack of Mitch shit with Hartenstein and Todd Gibson. You know, you may do it with Jericho Sims, but but they're different in the sense of Jericho Sims has a better motor. Hartenstein, yeah. I, I really want Hartenstein, and I give you your thoughts, especially in that Laker game. He would, listen, Anthony Davis kind of does what he wants at most, you know, for the most part when he's engaged. But I thought Hartenstein did a good job not mm-hmm. getting stupid fouls. That Mitch right. probably would have gotten against Anthony Davis. I mean, it's hard to go against him defensively, but I thought he did that as best as a job you can, especially in that uh, third and fourth quarter where the Knicks were nip and tuck with the Lakers and the scoreboard, and then the Knicks went on their little run to get the you know little separation like up seven. You know, I thought um, the point is Hardenstein to me showed a lot of discipline against Anthony Davis on Monday. A, a atypical for Anthony Davis. Yeah, he'll he'll get you twenty points, the twenty four points. But there are times I look at him and say, "Those are the lamest twenty four points you'll ever see from a big man." Mm. I'm sorry, it's it's had nothing to do with me not liking the Lakers. I'm just saying, from a bird's eye view, I, I you've seen it before, Steve. You've seen guys get twenty four points that were basically we have one of them on our team. R.J. Barry, you know, he'll get you 19, 20 points, but it looks like, you know, 
when is his IQ going to get better? You know, when is he going to really be engaged in the game? That's how I look at Anthony Davis. Like, when he's going good, he'll, he'll think he's the top five player in the NBA. But let somebody get physical with him like Hardenstein did. Yeah, he scored 27 points. But without me looking, Steve, I guarantee you, Hardenstein out-rebounded his ass. Yeah, we got to look into that. I don't know if that – maybe he did. Um, he I, 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 he you're right, work. though. You're right. Anthony Davis is kind of like – he's like R.J. Barrett 2.0 when it comes to effort. <laughs> he is in the sense – because if you look at the Sippy Cup Tournament Championship versus the Pacers, I mean, he was a monster. He looked like Anthony Davis in the bubble version of Anthony Davis when they went they went in Disney World in the bubble. Like, that was the way he was playing against Miles Turner. He was a monster down there. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he does um, kind of takes possessions off or the effort is not the same intensity. And, now you could, and you could see the comparison while you say what you said against R.J. Barrett. But I'm just giving I'm giving the dues or the props to Hardenstein for holding it down to keep us, you know, somewhat, you know, he neutralized him to, as best as he could. I, I, I think Hardenstein played well, man. And he even got, you know, the bloody mouth or the nose tonight. He got hit. You know, you know the guy's... um. You know, he's getting his dues, man. He, I, I like him a lot, man. I think that was a very underrated signing that we did when, he, when we got him from the Clippers. Man. 17 rebounds against the Lakers. What? Mitch who? <laughs> Mitch who? <Yeah. laughs> what? I'll tell you, see, when's the last time? When's the last time? I ain't going to say that. It's like almost an accident. Hardenstein will get you one or two steals a night, too, Steve, because mm-hmm. he's so... Again, I don't mean to to say to bash Mitchell Robinson, but don't he just look like more engaged? Like you ain't just I ain't just gonna stand around and wait for you to throw me the alley oop. I'm not just gonna grab a rebound when no, he's they might get the same amount of rebounds, Steve, without a but it's just something about his motive and his activity when he don't have the ball, when he's not rebounding, when he's playing defense. There's just something a little, I don't know, I'm not going to say one is more motivated than the other. They're, they're both professional athletes. But there's just something, and we said it last year too, Steve. We, what was we waiting for last year, and even this year? When, when's Hartenstein going to step out and start shooting that three again? Well, well I'm, not saying he, I'm not saying he's Jerry West, but he will I, shoot a three. I, I don't know why that's not happening. Yeah, I I would I, I I wish it would. I would say this. I'm gonna put I'm gonna I'm gonna put that to the backseat for temporarily because of our situation at the five. I I would like have I would like to have seen that, but as of right now with Mitch and uh, not Mitch, um, uh, Hartenstein and um, you know Taj that rotation, his more of a role is try to get those 16, 17 rebounds, like what you said, you know, against the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, let that be more of the focus defensively. And then get, you know, his push shot. He has a nice little push shot, little teardrop. I don't know what you call that. Push or tear in the lane. <laughs> he does that good. You know, like, let, I think he's fine at his role. You know, I'm not going to go on this. You know, let's let's see what you do behind the yard. Maybe if you could practice against the Wizards or something. You know what I'm saying? But as of right now, he's doing exactly what I kind of expect him to do based on his role, especially with his situation now Now that Mitch is out. So I'm all cool with Hartenstein, man. I'm really cool. Well, uh, what let about- me ask you a question, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, 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 did Julius Randle go toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano, with LeBron James? Yeah, 
I mean, Julius has been playing great. I mean, we've seen some. Holy ball. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you guys talk about what what fans say on social media. I don't really follow that crowd. But, I mean, mean, we said this a million times on this show, even the day we signed him. We're, we're pro Julius Randle. Like, I don't understand the hate. Like, I mean, I look at it from a human aspect. Yeah, they're professionals. They're supposed to do their job. But at the end of the day, they are human. You're going to have some rough starts to your seasons. Or sometimes you may have some fast starts. And, I mean, Julius, to me, has been a, a very good Nick since he's come Whoa. over, since New Orleans. I mean, he's been exactly – no, he's actually, I'll say, it slightly above what he's doing right now. It's slightly above my expectations because – He's been in better shape as a Nick than he was in New Orleans or as a Laker or even coming out of Kentucky. I think, um, I think, I, I don't know, you know, I don't understand the, why the fans get on him or try to drag him because maybe because he's not like okay, a Giannis Antetokounmpo or LeBron or, you know, he's not like superstar level, but he's a solid, like on a championship team, he will, you, he will be your clear cut too, like clear cut number two. I mean, right. I don't. I mean, I like him. I like him a lot, man. I mean, there's no he issues with me, and especially with the antics last year. Oh, was it two years ago? I forget yeah. with Stephen Curry and he, you know, flipping off the fans. You know, I know, you know, the petty in me, Dom. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I love it. I look at. I look at it this way, Steve. Yeah. If if Steve Azul can one be an All Star two or three years he's been here. Give me 22, sometimes more, but let's just go low. 22, 10, and 5. I always ask people, show me somebody that's doing that other than Joker, maybe Greek Freak. But there ain't many of them, Steve. There ain't many poets that are giving you 22, 10, and 5. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's not. There's not many that ain't. Some of them will give you 22 and 10 or something like that. Maybe a little more points, a couple more. But they ain't going to give you five or six. They ain't going to give you six or six. So, Steve, you got him and Jalen Brunson, who people would say control the ball more, and both of them are averaging 5.5 assists a night. They leave the team in the sit. I don't care what anybody else said. Well, this yeah. What? These yeah. are the little things I wish for R.J. Barrett, Steve. Like, you know, people really thought he was going to be 50 50, 40, 90 this year. That's not him. That is not him. Alfred don't have numbers like that. But I would love to see his assist go up, Steve, because he gets to the basket, and then there's too many times he gets to the basket and his IQ just goes out the door, and he does some stupid shit. Instead of, hey, let me throw the ball out to Steve. No, you're forcing it. It's almost like Brunson and Randall are scoring too much, so when I touch the ball, I got to score. That, that's what it looks like to me. I may be wrong, but I need him to get more assists, Steve. He, he can't have two assists. You can't be averaging two assists, making $30 million a year. You know, you're, you're not Mitchell Robinson. If Mitchell Robinson got two assists a night, we'd be happy. You're not Mitchell Robinson. You have the ball well, in your hands a lot. You should get more than two assists RJ, a night. RJ Perry is a a project. I don't call it a project. He's a guy that has a lot of areas of improvement. I'll give you one thing. This is one thing he has improved, and I got to give him credit, Dom. And there was the number one thing I said in the offseason when we were on those summer episodes. I said there was one area he has to improve, and he's done his job on that, and that's the free throw line, man. He's at yes. 85%. So 
you know, yeah, there's other areas he could definitely improve, you know, assist and, you know, efficiency. But the number one thing for me, Dom, and he's doing it, he's at that line knocking it down at an 85% clip. A lot more than I expected. So I, yeah. I, as, as yes. much, I'm cool. Like, like I'm, I, 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 I'm content with RJ Barrett. That's the number one thing for, was for me because of all the free throws he was missing the prior years and stuff like that. Especially in this league where you need to make free throws down the stretch. Like Dom, he's doing that. You know, the field goal, the percentage has got to be better. He's kind of still at the league average right now, a little under thirty five percent from three. Uh, but that's not really the kill him for 0.4.5 percentage of a three point uh percentage. But the free throw line was the biggest one for me, Dom, and he's he's checked that box, so I'm cool. I'm actually all right. Yes. I'm actually I'm all right. Yeah, I, you got to give you got to give credit where credit is due, and that's another thing. Like people, people that hate Julius Randle are gonna hate Julius Randle. They jumped on him early when he was shooting bad, but they didn't realize we had this conversation too, Steve, that a guy like him that is a workout freak during the offseason. Yeah. He couldn't do that this year because of the surgery, because of him coming back, being a little ginger. But when we hit that seven, eight game mark, Steve, <laughs> it was like, okay, these first six games are what I should have been doing in the offseason. So I basically used them as a workout exercise. But you think about it, Steve, when we hit around the eighth game of the year, has he looked back since then? No, no. I don't have no issues with Lando. I mean, I, no. I, I kind of expected it. So it's like I don't really have any – I'm not, like, all shocked about his production right now. I mean, this is what he kind of does, you know I mean? I know he got hurt late in the year last year, and it, it kind of didn't pan out the way he would have wanted to do or for Knicks fans in the playoffs versus the Cavs and the Heat. But, listen, I mean, you know, opening night versus the Celtics, and, you know, they kind of – you know, like damn man, they after one game, I'm not gonna overreact. Like it's an 82 All game right. marathon, so I'm I'm cool with Julius. But let me let me ask you this, man, from Friday because we didn't talk about this. Now that 50 piece in Phoenix, Jalen Brunson, Ooh. man, um, <laughs> what a shoot! I mean, he was perfect from three. Um, was it eight for eight or nine for nine? Something crazy, man. That guy, this is a I love it. Listen, I like Halliburton. I know we that's the comparison that we're gonna do for the next several years. But listen, like I said, for this particular roster and this makeup and how we run an offense or play, Brunson is more of the fit than Halliburton to me. And I'm, listen, I'm, I'm always going to take a national champion and a smart player of Brunson's caliber slightly over the talent and the, uh, let's, you could, you know, people like to bank on, uh, uh, what's it called? Potential or, you know, you know, where they could be. But that's what happens if you flop, like if, you know, if you, Cam Reddish, Kevin Knox, like guys, if you bank on that talent thing and you know on potentially it could backfire. Jalen Brunson's a sure bet. When we signed him from Dallas, a sure bet. Because you knew, when you watch college basketball like we do, Dom, you already kind of know what you're getting. Is this the same thing why I was happy about the Josh uh, Josh Hart acquisition, Dante DiVincenzo? Like you when you watch, this is why when I do the college recap episode earlier this week. I can tell, like, when they get to the league, I know what I'm getting into. A lot of fans have no clue. We have a clue, Dom. Jalen Brunson's a winner. Point blank, period. Yeah. Yes. And you know what, Steve? Everybody went cock-a-doodle-do a couple of weeks ago when Halliburton got his first triple-double. No no knock against the guy. But you do realize he's six, he's six foot five, six foot six. <laughs> he should have had a triple-double a long time ago. I think he averages like three and a half, four rebounds a night. 
So you're right, Steve. I think when you can do the comparison, put it this way: Brunson is a better fit for us. Right, right. And I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Right, I'm right. happy with that. Right. Because you know we were on the Halliburton train when he came out in the draft. We, we may have never seen Jalen Brunson, and I don't think we would have lost a great deal if we had Halliburton, because we probably couldn't use that money to do something else with Brunson. But okay, that didn't happen. We got Brunson. And I remember people the year before we got him, and I was saying, you know, what what uh, you know what he always was in high school and college. And they were like, well, what's his resume in the NBA? Well, he's only been in the NBA a couple of years. And he's playing behind probably one of the most ball-dominant players since James Harden. And when that dude went down, he was busting 28-30 at night in the playoff. So, hey, you know, we, we got who we got, Steve. Indiana got who they got. No harm, no foul, no blood, no ambulance. I'm happy. The people in Indiana are happy. So I'm not going to spend my waning moments worried about Tyrese Halliburton, Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish. That, that's, that, they're not on the Knicks. They're not Knicks, Steve. I am a Knicks fan. That, that's all I can do is root for my team, my player. Right. I mean, but I'll tell you what, Steve. Uh-huh. He fooled even some of the people that thought he was pretty good. Let, let's be honest, Steve. I didn't think we were going to get... Oof, please. I mean, you're right, Steve. He was perfect from three. If I'm not mistaken, he only missed a handful of shots when he scored that 50 piece. I mean, damn. And he did it against a quality team. It ain't like he did that. Just think, Steve, if he did that well, against Utah, we'd have went three and one. Well, he did. Well, that's a crazy thing. Remember back in the playoffs when he was a uh, Maverick, he did that against Donovan Mitchell. He like 40 yes. points when, when Luka was hurt. So like, yes. he's done to get – He's had big, that's the reason why we went and got him because he had those big games in the playoffs when I think Luka was hurt. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean this, listen, this, this is not a knock to Halliburton. You know, he was playing at Iowa State. He didn't play a big college game in his life. I see no. – I mean, you saw the game tonight versus the Nets. You see the the, the, the pictures they've had when Bridges was with, you know, uh, Mikai, Mikai Bridges and Hart. And it, it, we remember those Jay Wright Villanova teams. You could – listen, there's no knock to call them the Villanova Knicks. That was a tough quality uh, – uh, you know, I, I know you don't like that. I know they beat your Tar Heels. But listen, that's a good <laughs> damn basketball team. They were They were mentally tough. They were mentally tough. And this, that's exactly what the Knicks needed. They didn't need the draft guys like Knox and Reddish and, and, and bank on potential. No. Sometimes you need a sure bet to get your, your franchise back in the right direction, man. They got the right pieces right now. This is a, I would like to get your thoughts on that Milwaukee. That's a test because you already know the last time we played Milwaukee in those two playing games, that's the test. Like it, they, They've done well on, that, on this trip. But that you know, the, the test is back up, man. They, you know they'll play them four times total by the time we get through the early part of next week. Don, I'd love to get your thoughts. But before we do that, that Don, Dante DiVincenzo, they call it Dante's Inferno. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, he, this is perfect, man. Grimes is more like you said. Grimes coming off that bench, he looks like he doesn't have to feel like he's. An extra out there on that starting line. He like he's in right. more of an attack mode. He he did he did uh, a nice uh, underneath uh, scoop uh, layup or a reverse layup. Uh, he's not hesitating on the three from his normal elbow or corner spots. 
Uh, listen, he looks better. Like it's weird, man. Like in in like in NBA, like some guys just play better off the bench for whatever reason. It, it just happens. I don't know. Like it's like a mindset. It's almost like a relief pitcher in ba- in baseball. Like some guys are just better in the middle innings than starting the game. It just it's just a, it's just a mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it happens. Certain guys are just a bet just better. Maybe they have more of a green light and don't have to deal with the pressure of going to the star players like, like he was doing for the first. 20 plus games, man, as far as Quentin Grimes. And Tommy, and here's the thing about DiVincenzo. He has a better feel than Grimes, if you was to ask me. Meaning, yeah. he knows yeah. when the, you know, the, 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 the play within the office, not the force things. And then he, he's a better cutter than Grimes, even though Grimes is actually a pretty good cutter. But I'm talking about without the basketball. Uh, we, remember, we reviewed that on the video episode earlier in the offseason when we signed him. Remember, we were going through all the DiVincenzo highlights when he was with the Warriors. Listen, this is a this is the rotation. I, this, I'm, we, this is what we're going to roll with. I'm cool with this, Don. I don't, I don't see anything else we could do as far as with this rotation. This is With this roster, this is the, the rotation. Basically, this is what we're running with. I like it. Think of, think of this, Steve. Mm-hmm. Both of them are probably our best perimeter shooters. So if one's starting and one's coming off the bench, that means by 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 Murphy's law, law of averages, one of our best perimeter shooters are going to be on the court right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, again, even Chenzo's rebounding. Both of them play pretty solid defense. For guys their size, Steve, they played well above their size. So you're you're gaining so much with and again, the biggest thing to me was the we didn't kill this kid. If we'd have kept putting him out there in that starting lineup, sooner or later, his wojo, his mindset, everything might have started to get tampered with. And now here we are looking at this kid saying, Damn, what went wrong with Grimes? No, we we went wrong with Grimes. That's what I would have said. We went wrong with him. When we could have simply moved him to the bench. It's not like we said, okay, we're gonna go in the set, we're gonna go on the stands and grab somebody out of section one thirteen to be our shooting guard. No. We had Dante DiVincenzo. We signed this guy for a reason. So did it hurt us that much, Steve? No. No, no. It, it helped us and it actually helped Grimes. Right, right. Now his mindset is I gotta do what I do coming right. And guess what, Steve? He's still a good defensive player. There'll be times he's on the court at the end of the game because of his defense, and he can still knock down a shot. Right, right. Win, 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 Steve. That is a that is one of the best moves the Knicks have made in the last two to three years. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a silver lining too because you kind of had it's no to see Grimes in the starting line and how it the chemistry would have been. Oh, we saw it. You had enough sample size to say, okay, let's let's try something else. So they make the adjustment, then inst- you know, so you know, wait it out. So I think it, it kind of fell into our hands, and and it played well on the road trip. So hey, listen, man, I got to see how we do against Milwaukee, Don. How you think this is gonna happen oh. versus the Bucks? Like this is the test, man. If you <laughs> like, this is a mental block right now, beating that team. Like, it's like we can't beat this team. We got to get to get a split, at least a split. And I'm cool with that. That's a start. Steve, is this is this the team that'll give the people fuel for for the fire? Because Milwaukee's one of your rare teams, Steve, that are just big. They're they're just big. You know, you you got Middleton, you got Porter, 
You got the Greek freak. You got Lopez. You did, they were big teams, Steve. Yeah. We're not a big team. So we got to outsmart them. We got to out-hustle them. We got to out-shoot them. We got to do almost everything perfect to beat this team. And you know what, Steve? I can't be mad if we lose to Milwaukee because they're that they're that team. They're like our kryptonite. <laughs> we're the small, we're the small team. They're the big team. And guess what, Steve? They're not gonna go small because they're playing us. No, 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 they're not. They're, they're gonna do what they do. And they just again, they might be our kryptonite. And we gotta find a way to at least stay competitive. I don't think we just don't match up well with them, Steve. I'm not I'm not selling my team short. We just do not match up very well with them. There's teams that have one big guy, maybe two big guys, but they seem like their whole team, Steve, is, you know, built on height, uh, power, strength. Yeah, they got Middleton. He's coming back around as their perimeter shooter. But they're just so big, Steve. I mean, oh. and just look, we had Bobby Porter. Not saying, not saying we should have kept him. And he'd have been this Bobby Portis. He went to the perfect team for him. And this is what you have, Steve. Think about it, buddy. They're they're one of the rare teams in the NBA today that just play big. <laughs> they just too big for people. I remember a game last year where we played the Bucks at the Garden. Remember, we were beating them. I think it was around this time of the year last year. I just remember the third quarter when we had a substantial lead. I remember that at the time that they had Joe Ingles on the team. And they just came back, oh, like just out of nowhere, just knocking down threes out of nowhere, man. Connington, uh, uh, Joe Ingles, who was on the team last year, man, they got to get at least one out of two. I'll be cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Even if they did lose two, and it's just the way how the game played, I got to see it. But you know, the first playing game, that was probably to me, you know, basically Brunson's got to have at least thirty five. I mean, to, to have a chance. If he kind of like, you know, a Phoenix Suns type of game, uh, Dallas, you know, against the Dallas, uh, you know, Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz playoff game when he was a Maverick, if he has a third, he had that monster game that first time around. He's, you know, if, you know, he's kind of have to have that bat, he's going to have to be Batman, basically, if we're going to beat them. I don't see the Knicks beating the Bucks if he was more of a Robin and Julius was, you know, Julius had a good game against them that second playing game. He he, had, Julius did his job. It was just like you know, Brunson was kind of eh, kind of quiet. I think it has to be Brunson, like the Phoenix version when we play Phoenix. What are your thoughts? And then after that, we'll get final thoughts on this, man. Here's the thing, Steve, that I'm looking at. Yeah. If if you, if there was ever going to be a luck in the draw for the Knicks playing these big guys, one, you're getting rest. You don't play another game until the 23rd. Guess who you're playing? Milwaukee. Then you get another day off, and you play on Christmas. And guess who you're playing? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. What's the chances, Steve? What's the chances that you're playing a team back-to-back, not back-to-back night, back-to-back game? There's a, there's a game in between, a, a day in between. And you're playing them both at your arena. The, well, the NBA's been doing team. that. But the NBA's been doing yeah. that. They've been kind of doing that. Um, the team goes to a play. It's almost like baseball. Like they go, like baseball. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, it's actually not a bad idea when it comes when you talk about travel. Yeah, I don't exactly, have an issue with it. I, I don't, I'm surprised they haven't done it before. I'm surprised they didn't do it this before. Could be, this could be their golden opportunity to 
to throw the kryptonite in the water. You got him in your backyard two games in a row. I Steve, I hate to say this, I'll be happy, I'll be ecstatic if they split. Yeah, yeah. I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. Both games in our bowl, I'll be, and guess what, I think we might be done with them, Steve, after this, or it might be one more game, and we're done with Milwaukee. Okay. So, hey, if we can squeak one out, maybe Christmas, everybody's motivated nice and early, I'll be in South Florida. Chilling, watching the game with my son. Oh, don't get no better than this, Steve. I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's gotta, you gotta get one. You gotta get one of these two. Steve, if they won both, man, can, they might not be able to talk to me no more. Can, but I might be just talking too much shit after that. Yeah. Sorry. Let's get some final thoughts. Let me ask you this, or not even ask you this. I heard on the, the broadcast tonight, you know, after the four games out west and they came back to um, play the Nets. I didn't know or realize that the Knicks, when they came back to New York, they stayed in a hotel. Like, as you know, like, like the Knicks in, you know what I'm saying, Brooklyn and Manhattan is right there. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would have thought they at least went home or slept in their own beds or whatever. But the, my point is, Don, I think this road thing is somewhat skewed because if they went through their road protocol – Playing, you know, staying in hotel and check out and, you know, getting on the bus or whatever. I mean, they technically treated it like a real role game, even though they're back home in the city. So how much weight can we say, uh, you know, and they beat the Nets really handily tonight. So how much stock are we going to put in this? Like, well, they're on the road. You know, you know, you know, the, the old cliche. Well, they're on the road, so they may not have it or whatever. But they didn't, it's not like they went back to their home. They didn't go back to they, where they're staying or their residence. They stayed in hotels, they said. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah. how much weight are we going to put on teams on the road? Like if, especially in the situation where the Knicks are in a unique situation. Almost like the Lakers and the Clippers. Like would the Clippers be staying in a hotel if they played the Lakers in their own arena? Like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I thought that was really interesting, you know, being in the hotel back it in your home city. A- Here's the more interesting thing, Steve. They yeah. played. They knew going into this, they had five games on the road. Yeah. We we knew that. They were going to play four out west, one coming back. They was going to play five games on the road. Why why mess up the apple cart? Let, let's get to Brooklyn, wherever we're going to stay. Let's stay there. Let's stay with the cohesion and act like it's a regular road game. Because it is, Steve. Other it than is. the Brooklyn Bridge or the Manhattan Bridge, whatever bridge they're going over nowadays, it still was a road game. Yeah. So treat it as such. But here's the tricky thing, Steve, and this could be part of my final thought. There's only three teams in the Eastern Conference that are over 500 on the road. Philadelphia, Miami, and our New York Knicks. Three teams, Steve, in the Eastern Conference that are above 500 on the road, and we're one of them. You said Come Philly? Come on, Steve. Come on. You said Philly, Miami? We, we should have been 10. We should have been... We should have been 10 and 7. Uh, that game is going to haunt me. That fucking Utah game <laughs> is, is going to haunt me. But, you know, that game was Steve, annoying, my, wasn't my it? Final thought, my final thought, Steve, yeah. we're at the end of January, our last show of the calendar year, and we're five games above 500. We're the fifth seed. And guess what, Steve? As much as I like Orlando, 
The Knicks are going to be the fourth seed in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look too good against the Heat back. tonight. The Heat kind of put it, unless the Heat came back. They were smoking them when I saw it. Yeah, they I was thinking about you. Like like, I didn't want to gaslight you, man. What's up with your magic, bro? I, was, I yeah, didn't want to gaslight you. They got spanked in Orlando. Yeah, I know. I saw. I was yeah. watching some of that. Like, I, I, I'll keep I, it. I flipped to the game, and I was like, oh, I'll tell you what, Steve, before yeah. I go. I'll tell you who's starting to get a little stupid nowadays. Them, them damn, uh, what do you call them, the Chicago Bulls? Damn, Steve, it seems like they can't lose now without Zach Levine. Interesting. Interesting. I hate to say that because I like Zach Levine, but they smoked the Lakers tonight. Did they? Okay, okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm not going to say they're going to start burning... Kobe White, Steve, is, again, I always say this, shooters can shoot. Say what you want about them, but shooters can shoot. Kobe White can shoot. He's shooting in the NBA like he was shooting at UNC. God bless him. I love him. But this is what you get. Now, that being said, here's my real final thought. Do you go after Zach Levine if you're the New York Knicks? I understand his contract, but could he be that wing that we're looking for. Can he be a better version of RJ Barrett than RJ Barrett? Well, yeah, because he's a bat. He's got. He's a Batman. Um, he's a shot maker. He's a. He's more athletic. Yep. Uh, so he does, I would he definitely does all take the him. Little things, very good, Steve. I don't care what he's going through right now. He's still Zach Levine. I don't want to hear the shit about it. He had, he had one injury, Steve, and everybody will say, "Oh, his injuries." No, his injury, and he came back from that injury. Busting people's asses. So, if I had the opportunity to put an R.J. Barrett, couple of picks, hey, I have to pull the trigger, Steve. I'm sorry. I understand a lot of people. I don't. I can't wait no more. This, this guy been in the league for five years. If I could pull the trigger and get a bona fide Batman, like you said, in Zach Levine, R.J. Barrett, thank you for your service. But on that note, Steve. <laughs> It's been great. We got a couple more games in this month, and let's let's hopefully we're above five hundred, man. This is this is great, Steve. Serious. Shout out to you, Don, man. And thank you very much. Cap off this uh, last uh, hoops episode on our platform, the Blue Blue Show. And we'll get the lines back up and running by the time we come back in the couple, the second week of January. But yeah, man, um, it's been a fun year talking hoops. Um, let's see how this thing goes with the Knickerbockers over the. The Christmas and throughout uh, New Year's. And then, um, you know, shout-outs to Nickelbacca Avenue. Of course, Mr. Live and Coach Chris. And shout-outs to G. And shout-outs to everybody. Therapy and sports. Those guys out there coming on with us uh, throughout the year. Shout-outs to them, man. And, um, yeah, we'll be back um, in the second week of January, man. We'll pick up on the hoops there. And we'll have a lot to discuss, Dom. And you know what? We'll have some things where, Dom, but, you know, if you have something to say, let's say uh, – uh, with our squad or the Knicks or the NBA, uh, we'll have you know you send that message like we having a, the stakeholders sending their messages like like a, like like a voice recordings and we'll upload it to the social media as if they were still doing uh, content and all that. So Dom, have a happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Be safe, and then we'll definitely talk. And outside of that, Sangre Sue, ladies and gentlemen, we blue. <laughs>